on set. Uh. Now sit back, relax, and listen to some real talk. Now sit back, relax, and listen to some real talk. You are now listening to Unspoken Words Podcast. Here yeah. Spoken words. Episode 170, the need to work hard with silence and let your actions give everyone the answers they need to hear. Episode hey. Hey, uh, hey, I, I give it a six because I heard you take a breath. <laughs> I know, man. My breath hasn't been there. I, that was a six. Take a deep breath. I just put it this way. Hey, <laughs> no one. We'll put it this way. I've heard you do much better, so let's take it from the top. <laughs> from the diaphragm. Take a deep breath. Hook. Hey, yo, one day. Yo, one day. Hey, nay. Yo, one day. Ah. Ah. It's Yodi Nights. Those Yodi Nights. Lonesome Yodi Nights. Lonesome Yodi Nights. Album coming in the fourth quarter of 2024. That's right. Just in time for Christmas. It's a good stocking stuffer. For all you aunties. <laughs> and you young aspiring aunties. So. <laughs> aspiring. <laughs> Those up and coming ones. All the up and coming aunties. <laughs> Baloney. Baloney. Okay, I got a serious question. But Real first. Over here to my right, all the way from Bob Wooden, I know, I know, I know he is your favorite Indian, your whole one, Ace JCB, say Shoda. Shoda. Uh And over here to my left, all the way from El Jesus, number 83 in the place to be, he's the pod guardian, he he ain't even trying to preach, say Shoda, Randy B. Mahalo, mahalo. Ohana. Mahalo. Ohana means family. Ohana poke means <laughs> it's time for dinner. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> Ohana poke. Wasn't there like a restaurant or something in town? <laughs> it's time for dinner. Oh, hey, and you know me, Mo Hugs, not drugs, all the way from up the road in Arrow Creek. Hey. Oh, so I got I feel like a hero. <laughs> so I got a serious question for you guys, and I want you to enter, answer honestly. Um, Twelve. When was the last time? Nineteen thirty-four. You ate bologna, a bologna sandwich, or fried bologna? Just bologna in general. I don't know. Not fried bologna, but I think like towards the end of summer. You had a bologna sandwich. Yeah, I went like we. Did they have the little red panties on there? No, these ones didn't. I don't think. No, actually, it did have the panties on there. <laughs> it did. Yeah, the thong. The thong, 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 thong. The red thong. When did, what did you say? I don't even know. Not because I wouldn't eat it. It's just I don't, never came across it. I don't yeah. buy it. No, we had, it was, I think it was during like one of the hot summer days. Yeah. You know, like it's too hot to cook. Yeah. yeah. So we went to you the had store some and bought cuts? some. Yeah, we went and bought some bologna because I'm like, man, these are good. Baloney. The one, the SRS ones from Walmart? The, the, the little sexy ones? Yeah. <laughs> the little sexy ones. Come here, you. <laughs> Take that little red panties off with your teeth, huh? <laughs> I haven't had the commando ones. That one's a little out of my commando. price range. <laughs> yeah, commando <laughs> the ones. The ones going commando, whatever. Yeah. Oscar Mayer. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, no, uh, high maintenance one? Yeah, I, can't <laughs> I can't remember. I can't remember. Last time I had bologna, 
<clears throat> I was craving some bologna. It's good though. Every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. I was like, man, I haven't had bologna. Pray. You ever have a? What's the last time you had a chuck wagon? I'm pretty sure that's just bologna. They don't taste the same. They don't. Well, like what are the what are those ones that they? Oh man, like I the kinds you heat up. Yeah. yeah, like with the Impossible Burger, that one. Not those, not like that the one. Hot ham and cheese one. Hot ham and cheese, yeah, yeah. No, like the actual truck wagon. With yeah, but the, it with the truck wagon. What's the that? The salami. What's the name of that that brand name that makes them? Man, I forget, but it's like in a. It's like a red packaging, right? Yeah. yeah well, it used to be clear. Remember that clear package? Yeah. From Blue Bucket. From the yeah, from the gas station, and those, right? And those ones were good, but then they were good, but they don't. Taste the same now. Like wow. you get them at holiday, the, it tastes but, like rubber almost, huh? Yeah, those, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why are you eating rubber? <laughs> How do you know what rubber tastes like? Oh, I forgot to turn off my. <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? But yeah, those ones that like holiday, they're coming. Remember their their holiday wrap or whatever. Yeah, those ones are gross. But huh. anyway, hmm. back to what I was saying is like. I think Pretty much that's just bologna, if you ask me. Bologna and ham or something. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember the last time I had bologna. Um, but I was craving some the other day, and I was like, man, I should go over to the deli and get some of that, some of the expensive kind. Some of that. Deli Express. Some yeah. of that. You can, you oh, can yeah, make... Deli Express. That's who makes the truck wagons, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But um, I was going to say, oh, you can get it uh, sliced extra thick, too. <laughs> so <I> like, <laughs> like, that, like that thick ones with the little panties on. Oh, those those thick ones got the bloomers on. You know how you know you know how Uncle likes it with a little bit of thickness. <laughs> but did you ever Make see it before that bologna they, gravy? But, but did you ever see it before they sliced it? It just looks like a big ass hot dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Chuck Wagon. Oh, bologna. Yeah, yeah. bologna. They're just no. like holding a big old hot dog uh, in that slicer. Ooh. It's basically just a big fucking hot dog. Man, I, just county give me market, the whole loaf. County Market bologna was the best. Oh, man. Really? County Market. Uh, and their chopped ham. Mm, mm, mm. No, did they have the actual deli then? Yeah, at County Market? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Like that. <laughs> <laughs> they hand motion. They had the deli. <laughs> Man, I don't. I don't remember. I mean, I remember shopping at County Market, but I don't really remember because I was on the other side of town for us. Oh yeah, true that. Ours is like over there. Is like on the way out of town. It was like the closest yeah. grocery shop, right on Central. Or that like yeah. good uh, gun ranges or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Why did they only have one county market anyway? They had two for a while. Yeah, there's one, one, one at Lobby Lobby. Yeah. And then there's one in Heights. What? Yeah. I never knew about the one. Dog, I never knew about the one on the West End or the one in the Heights. Yeah, the one in the Heights is like remember where dollar store is? Then like that mini oh, mall like no, goes back ne- like Never that. mind. I remember that one, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then where was the one on the West End? Hobby Lobby. No, that one was a best. It was then after, it turned into a county market. After that. Oh, after? Yeah. No, I remember best, and then I don't remember county market after. Yeah, that was kind of like a bougie one. Was it? Yeah, it was like a fancy county market. Yeah, yeah. we didn't really. Yeah, that's the reason why we didn't go there. It's too, it's too bougie. Too bougie. Really? Yeah. yeah. I wanted the county market with the 64-ounce OEs up front. 
Oh we, yeah, yeah. We used to like that one on Central though. Like after hours, <laughs> yeah. Get a case and there's six of them in there. Man, that one, dang. That was a crazy parking lot, boy. Yeah, after hours. Mm-hmm. We got sh- yeah, a lot of stuff happened over there. Did you get shot there? Shot at. Shot at. <laughs> yeah, like not to go into war stories, but oh, yeah, we ended up getting into a big old brawl in the parking lot, and man, like it was the first time that one of my couple of my friends came up yeah, yeah. to hang out mm-hmm. and it was big sky state games and we got into a big old brawl in the parking lot and homeboy didn't like that he lost he freaking left and he let off dang bam, 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 bam. just <laughs> like hitting the back of county market oh, oh man now you guys off air yeah dang that's crazy, crazy. yeah kind of like that reminded me of that scene in boys in the hood <laughs> Remember? Yeah. They get in that confrontation, then that other, those older guys walk away. They open up their trunk and pull out their AK. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that naughty by nature? Uh Is that naughty by nature? Nah, I ain't. No. (laughs) That ain't Trek. It wasn't? Nah. Uh -uh. Oh, uh, never mind. I won't finish that sentence. But uh, anyway, moving on. Naughty by nature, not because I hate you. Not because I hate you. (laughs) It's been a while since I've seen that. I like that. Oh, so you think you tough. <laughs> <laughs> we got a problem here. We got a problem here. But uh, the one about drinking your juice in the hood. Remember the Wayans brother? Don't spoof? be a menace. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that one was funny too, eh? That one was a good one. That was a good one. All right. I, I got a couple of things where you got to um, <clears throat> like finish that jingle, basically. Hmm. <clears throat> Finish so, that jingle, who can you want me? What you're not Guys, it's nice to be a peyote singer, huh? I know. It's Used to be. It's <laughs> a peyote album. Head singer, Randy Baird on what? <laughs> Ace is the place with the... Smiling face. Helpful hardware, folks. Heart for hardware mm. store. Okay, there's three choices here, actually. Helpful hardware store, helpful hardware folks, helpful hardware stuff. A. B. Okay, we got store and folks. I'll go with folks. That sounds a little bit more. What the helpful, helpful hardware folks? (laughs) What the helpful hardware folks? No, it's helpful hardware store. It doesn't. I touched it. I got the ladies Yuck. in the place nice. with style and grace. Allow me to lace these lyrical. I don't know. Sounded like Dick Vitale. Which of these is... Wait, wait, it didn't tell you? It didn't tell me. It just went like blank. I don't know what's going on here. I hate those freaking websites like that, man. Keep going. Power through. Okay, not counting the product name, how many times is the meow said in the meow mix jingle? 35, 45, 55. 45. Let's try 45. What did you say, 35? 45. Man. All I know is it was meow, 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 Knock it off. I'm singing the song. Quit it. <laughs> I'm quit, getting, I said quit I'm getting my inner kitty cat on see, I said quit Finish the yeah. line <laughs> I'm just kidding man Sorry I'm stuck on band-aid 
because Band-Aid stuck on me. I think that's right. This thing froze up. I'm stuck oh, take that. on Band-Aid because Band-Aid stuck on me. Remember, you guys remember that uh, Chuck E. Cheese one? It kind of sounded like that, didn't it? Chuck E. Cheese? That Chuck E. Cheese jingle back in the day? Man, I don't even remember Chuck E. Cheese commercials. We used to go play at the Salvation Army, and there was this kid that, man, just always repeated that song every Thursday, bro. Really? Yeah, we used to have these guys come and pick us up. Yeah, yeah, And we'd go to the Salvation Army right across North Park. And we'd go to, like, Chuck Youth Night over there. Fan. Oh, really? Yeah. Youth Night? Yeah, they had a Youth Night over there. Hmm. But uh, there was this kid that always used to sing that, that little jingle. How about, huh. how about this one, then? Do you remember Billy Bob? From Varsity Blues? No. <laughs> well, yeah, he was on Varsity Blues. Oh, too. from Showbiz, yeah. Showbiz. Yeah. Man, that place was creepy as hell. Yeah. Man, Before it was Chuck E. Cheese. Sitting on the lap. Man, he's a freak out. Okay, then watch Five Nights at Freddy's. Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, yeah, it's like basically the same premise, isn't it? Yeah, it's like those things come alive. Oh, Five Nights at Freddy's? Yeah. Well, Who's the actor? I don't know. I don't no, I can't think of it. Alright. What did Burger King say about your burger that you should have it your way? Yeah, yeah. How did the classic Elka Seltzer jingle go? Plop, plop, fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. Oh, yeah. Plunk, plunk, fizz, <laughs> That's fizz. crazy. Remember yeah. that? <laughs> what Did, go? You can go ahead and say you watch too much TV. What's the correct phone number for Empire Carpet? Empire four six eight five five seven nine three one eight six seven five three zero nine. No, you're way off. One eight hundred. Lay that carpet. <laughs> Which of these was never a Pepsi jingle? Join the Pepsi people, feeling free. Pepsi is it? Catch that Pepsi spirit. I don't know. Pepsi is free. Yeah, Pepsi is free. Yeah. Because it could never be free. Oh, I remember they used to have a Pepsi free, though. That Was it that clear one? Oh, no, that was, that, was, that was Pepsi Crystal, yeah. Oh. That was kind <clears> of, <throat> that was gross. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. My kids were asking me how it tasted, and I just remember, like, they asked if it tasted like Sprite, and I was like, no, it didn't taste like Sprite. It was, it was really sweet, but I, it wasn't, like, a Spritey taste. It wasn't really a cola taste, either. Yeah. I remember trying it, but I don't remember what it tastes like. Me either. It's like, um, remember they used to have colored ketchup? Oh, yeah. Like purple ketchup? Yeah. yeah. And I tried that, and it didn't taste, I mean, it. Didn't taste like ketchup. It just—I think it was the color, dude. Yeah, that, it might have tasted exactly like ketchup, but it was the color. True that. True that. Like throws you off. M and M's melts in your mouth, not in your pockets, <laughs> not in your hands, not in your hands. <laughs> <laughs> Silly rabbit blank are for kids. Tricks. Yeah. She should know because she got six of them, mother. We're <laughs> <laughs> oh. players club. <laughs> that stripper's name was Trixie. <laughs> Tricks are for kids, and she should know she got six of them, mother suckers. Still going, not outlasting the blank. They keep going and going and going. 
Duracell. Is it Duracell? No, I think it's uh, Energizer. It is Energizer. Before they had the bunny. Yeah. Or maybe it was when they had the bunny too, but yeah. McDonald's has everyone saying, I'm blank it. Loving it. I'm loving it. Yeah, I'm loving it. Options are eating it, (laughs) drinking it, filming it. I'm eating it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm feeling it. They should have went with that one. I know. I'm eating it. There are some things money can't buy. For everything else, there's MasterCard. Yeah. Options are limited. Your husband. (laughs) 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 The best part of waking up is folders in your cup. Yeah. Nice. The United States Army encourages us to be all that you can be Mm -hmm. in the Army. American Express, don't leave blank without it. Home. New Don't York. leave camp. Don't leave your kids without it. You ever know anybody with an American Express card? Yeah. They're kind of... I had one, but I couldn't use it anywhere. So I got rid of it. Really? Really? Yeah. Those those commercials are full of shit. Nah, they're kind of like... I think they're... Yeah, they're pretty... Uh, they kind of... They're real, remember? Like the actual... They're like this... Like metal? Yeah. Yeah, I had a MasterCard, and yeah, I couldn't use it anywhere. MasterCard, MasterCard or American Express? Oh, no, American Express. Uh, this was like... It's kind of weird, though, huh? It, 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 I don't think American Express wasn't widely accepted at a lot of places. Uh, this is probably about 10 years ago. Yeah. Mm. Like, I couldn't use it at gas stations, restaurants. They said Visa or MasterCard only. Yeah. This is what I kept hearing. Did you get rid of it? Yeah. Dice that shit up. How good is KFC? Blank. Finger good. looking good. <laughs> so good. It's chopstick looking good. Finger licking hookah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baloney skin's good. Baloney skin's hookah. Yeah, hey, oh. oh, you guys are the dumb one. Rice Krispies are sure to have that snap blank pop. Snap crack pop. Let's say potato chips has a wager. Bet you can't eat just one. Yep. Bag. Is it bag at the end? No. No, it's just one. Like one chip. I remember that. That was a Larry Bird, remember? Larry Bird was on one of those commercials. Hmm. Depending on what chip it is, I could eat just one. Wheaties will always be known as the breakfast of champions. Bounty is the quicker picker upper. Yep. Quote quicker picker upper. For many years, Nike has told us to just go home. <laughs> That's an option. Just go away. <laughs> <laughs> just do it. Just do it already. Just do it already. <clears throat> I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. Campbell's soup is mm, mm, good. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. She sounds hideous. 
What are you wearing, Jake from State Farm? <laughs> Khakis. <laughs> a thong. <laughs> she sounds hideous. All right, one more. Subway's jingle had everyone singing five, five, five dollar foot footlongs. Long. Yeah. All right. Let's get some nice round of applause for oh, you, gentlemen. Nice round of applause. We've got every single one of those. Five dollars. You guys are my hero. Stop action, Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm always glad to watch lots of commercials. <laughs> oh, you know, I, multiple I can't. conclusions, Kaduk. <laughs> I don't. I don't even like watching commercials. <laughs> always have a, um, you know, like I a, always uh, get multiple conclusions. I always, I always, always <laughs> have to have a, a, a go, a go back channel. You know what I mean? Like you have that the previous channel. Yeah, I know. Because I just get multiple conclusions. <laughs> <laughs> you ever had multiple conclusions? I have multiple lot One of things. <laughs> I was trying to take a test, but I just kept getting multiple conclusions. Stop it. <laughs> I always jump to multiple conclusions. I always do. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not just one time. It's all the time. Multiple times. (laughs) I don't like it when you guys have multiple conclusions. (laughs) (laughs) That's so dumb. (laughs) I don't like it when you come in here with your multiple conclusions. Oh, come in here with your multiple conclusions. (laughs) (laughs) He likes that, huh? I think Randy originated that. Which one? Yeah, remember I told you? Hank Hank told me that story. You're going off about that. He said, um, nonstop action, how to chesh. Multiple conclusions, conduct. And we used to say a bunch of crazy stuff, man, driving around, yeah. (laughs) I always remember that. Man, we were tight, man. Yeah, that was back in the day. Back in the late 90s, huh? Yeah, late 90s. Word to mothers. Are you guys ready? Yes, sir. All right, you guys ready with your multiple conclusions? (laughs) Can't wait. All right, cool, man. So, DJ, if you're ready... Why don't you hit me with that beat? Ayo, let's get into our topic. Ayo, let's get into our topic. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. This is Unspoken Words, episode 170. And... We're taking an article today from Psychology Today. It's published on July 1st, 1993. It talks about the heading is sick jokes, comma, healthy workers. Paramedics use dark humor to relieve stress. It could work for you too. Um, so basically is um, the premise is that <clears throat> using dark humor um, as a, like a coping mechanism or humor in general. So I'll just go right into it. So date 
Um, it starts off with this joke, very dark. And mind you, I'm reading from the article, so this is not my joke. So it says stress. Date, January 1st. Setting two paramedics cleaning up a body and brains of a man who shot himself in the head. Paramedic 1 to paramedic 2. Well, I guess he got a bang out of the new year. A spirit-lifting gut splitter or a sick attempt at wit. Both, says an expert on morbid humor at Chicago's Rush Presbyterian St. Luke's Medical Center. Humor, particularly black humor, may help employees cope more effectively with an on-job pressure, reports psychiatric nurse Lisa Rosenberg, Ph.D. RN. But just appreciate humor is not enough. You have to be the comic. The act of producing humor, of making a joke, gives us a mental break and increases our objectivity in the face of overwhelming stress, says Rosenberg. Rosenberg, for people in jobs that require quick and accurate decision-making, humor's distancing effect makes it easier to maintain focus and competency. For her PhD dissertation, Rosenberg asked more than 70 paramedics and other emergency personnel in various stages of training to describe the humor they use, nonsensical, sick, black, hostile, ethnic, or sexual, before their nine months of orientation paramedics-to-be made mostly ethnic or sexual jokes. Afterwards, they report using black humor instead for those emergency personnel with one to seven years of blood gut Blood and guts experience, the sicker wit, the better. How does joking around relieve job stress? Rosenberg likens laughter to stationary jogging. It relieves tension, physiologically exercising heart, lungs, and muscles while boosting immunity. But black humor, though, usually revolting when taken out of context, also acts as a psychological defense against frightening <clears throat> phenomena. Oh, phenomenia. Right? What? Phenomena? Yeah. Sorry. Phenomena. <laughs> <clears throat> My eyes are going cross right here. It is instilled courage as joker jokesters conquer their fears by poking fun at what bothers them and ultimately masters their environment. In fact, at least half the experienced emergency personnel believe that coworkers who restrain themselves from joking around seem seem touchier, more high-strung, and more likely to burn out. <clears throat> and, I'll, and I'll pause there before we continue on just to open it up um, to you too. But I'll, um, I want to say this too. Like, so I noticed that right away. Like, Growing up, um, I had a dark sense of humor uh, just from all the, the environment that I grew up in. Um, that dark humor was was there with uh, all of my friends and my classmates that I grew up with. It was already there, and and I know like <clears throat> we share too. Um, we all grew up in that same environment. Um, and then when fast forward to when I was working with the police officers, they had the exact same humor. So man, I was able to hang with them from the get go. As far as like joking around about some really sick stuff. You know, 
Um, <clears throat> but I never, like, I guess I never really realized that it was like a coping mechanism. Um, but it was there. And I remember out of my friends, my, my humor was probably the darkest. I don't know why, but it was. I'd actually offend people. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. But anyway, that's all I had just to say about that opening piece. We'll open it up to you guys. <clears throat> well, I I heard um, somebody say that, you know, when they were talking about native humor, yeah, you know, it was a coping skill because they said, you know, laughing in the face of adversity is a sign of strength. Yeah. And so that's the way I, that's, I yeah, I always, you know, I always remember that hearing that person say that. I can't remember where I heard it. Uh, some native on a documentary somewhere. But anyway, but I, I like that's the first thing I thought of when I read this article. Was like, man, like a lot of natives, they have that real dark humor and joking about about the things that we see all the time, and we, you know, that we basically have to deal with. Um, like one thing too, like we we experience <clears throat> a lot of racism. And so we joke around about that, and like it, it, it can get pretty dark. But I, I don't uh, like like for me personally, I never really thought about it as like a coping skill either, like a like a defense mechanism or whatever. But then, and later on in life, I I realized that's what I was doing the whole time because I've always been like that. I always tried to use humor to break down barriers and to kind of you know. Um, I guess, you know, cause I was, I was always like, seem like I was always a new kid or an outsider or something like that. Yeah. Going into, cause I moved around a lot. So I always had that humor, that humorous side. <clears throat> and just like you, like, man, sometimes I get carried away and I'll say things and people are, they don't laugh. They're just kind of, <gasps> yeah. And why would you say why that? Why would you say that? Well, because it was funny. And <clears throat> my daughter, I just had this conversation with her last night. She goes, she goes, there's something about your humor. She goes, it's funny. I laugh because I shouldn't be laughing. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it's funny because it's like, oh man, I shouldn't be laughing at this guy because, because of the things that I say. Don't encourage him. Don't encourage him. In the, but like, I mean, for me, like dark humor is one of them, but like, my, like for me, like it's all over the place. I mean, I guess you just got to know who you're talking to. Really? Reading the room. Reading the room. Yeah. And there's been plenty of times, like, man, I'll say something, and it's funny to me, but then it just falls flat, dude. Oh, yeah, like yeah. Like straight crickets. And, oh, I hate that. That intent versus impact. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and, then, um, <laughs> and then there's other times, too, when I say something that it doesn't, I mean, it's it's funny to me, but at, then people just crack up, and they're like, this guy, start laughing, and you're like, you're a trip. I think. Like, I, and I didn't realize that, well, I knew it was funny. I didn't think it was that funny, but no. I don't know. Like, it just it, that's kind of that's the one that kind of gets me is like when you're not trying to be funny and you say something and everybody thinks you're trying to be funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that kind of yeah, yeah. But I think it is like when you guys are talking about your stories. I'm talking about a friend of mine who kind of sings at a lot of funerals. I'm always telling him like, "Don't do that grown ups thing." Remember that one guy? He got all dramatic <laughs> and he like, "Have you guys watched Grown Ups?" The first, uh, the first one. <clears throat> Remember when he's singing? Remember when their coach dies and then they that guy sings him? They're like, they all put a bet on it. How much you want to bet he's gonna get on one knee? (laughs) They all throw bet on it, (laughs) and like, 
and then he like gets on one knee, automatic. <laughs> oh, he's teasing me. He always gets pissed at me. <laughs> but that's the way I handle it too, though, because it's like I think like growing up in that culture, we kind of look at the funny in a sad situation. Yeah, and it kind of helps you. I I think like for me, it kind of helps alleviate the stress. Um, but then I'm also reminded of people like famous comics like Robin Williams, how he was funny, but nobody knew that he was dying of depression. Yep. Who ultimately, you know, because of some medical diagnosis, ended up killing himself. Yeah. You know. True and, there, and there's <clears throat> there's a lot of them that are like that too. The stand up yeah. comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and even, I mean, just like those celebrities in general, there's this one guy, uh, Anthony Bourdain. Bourdain he would yeah. like, travel different countries and, um, like, just eat their food. And yeah. Interview people that <clears throat> that live there, local chef or whatever. Love watching his show. Um, but, like, there's no, like, nothing to say that he was depressed. Yeah. But he committed, I mean, he died by suicide, too. And that yeah. was kind of crazy. I know. I just think of that as I was reading this article. I was just remembering this. Um, my guys remember that movie Sixth Sense. <clears throat> oh yeah, remember that part when um, when he's starting to realize he's seeing dead people, and then there's like something underneath that blanket or yeah. underneath that bed, and then like he goes under there, and there's that kid, <clears throat> that ghost of that kid's underneath that bed, and it just starts puking. <clears throat> and it's pretty scary. It's a pretty scary scene, but I remember it was me and two of my one of my but or one yeah me and a friend and my little bro. We were in uh, <clears throat> Isaiah and we we're inside the movie theater. I think there was another person with us. I can't remember. But then, like, there's a lot of people in there, and like we were watching this movie. You know, it was that scene, and they showed that that kid puking underneath that bed, and man, we busted out laughing. Where everybody else was like, <gasps> and like all scared, and like, man, we busted out laughing, and we were laughing and laughing like hysterically at that scene. That's crazy. But aware is like a scary yeah. scene, you know. Um, but I always remember that, and people were like turning around and looking at us. Why are you laughing? That's yeah. not funny at all. And we were just like cracking up, and like we were probably middle school. Junior yeah. high, you know, like seventh, eighth grade. I remember. I was. I actually. Side note. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was in my first treatment facility when that came out. Oh, for real? Yeah, because we went and watched it as part of one oh, of our. Oh, so it might have been high school then, huh? It came out two thousand. Oh, it did. Yeah. Okay, so I was like a junior then. Like we were juniors in high school. Yeah, two thousand. I think about a junior. No, I was a sophomore. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that spring. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because <clears throat> okay. I went there, like, I think, like, May? Yeah. May? Like, So, yeah, yeah. it was probably about 16-ish. No, March. Yeah, it was March. Yeah, it was springtime, 2000. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense, because that's right around my butt. My, one of my friends that I was with at the movies at that time. It's his birthday at about then, so we probably had the movies for his birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the only time I ever watched a movie in Great Falls, Montana. <laughs> that <clears throat> reminds me. I told you that Titanic story, didn't I? No. And I don't know if it's dark. Were you there? I don't know. If- <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, 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 
running around with Leo. Did you Leo! guys hear that? That scene. Leo, <laughs> the king of the I'm world. I'm gonna be Rose. <laughs> I'm the chief of the world. <laughs> You're like, this. hold me then. <laughs> hold me, Leo. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like, but I, I don't know if it's dark or but it's definitely inappropriate. But I was in that we were watching that that movie in the theater, and when he was holding on to that door, remember when he finally lets go and she watches him kind of sink into the water? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, bullshit. <laughs> but my girlfriend, she, I could hear her kind of sniffle, and I looked at her and I was like, "Are you crying?" And I started laughing, and then there's these two two ladies behind us, and you can hear that one just go. Ah. Like, I totally ruined that uh, movie for them. Because <laughs> like, I, I turned to my I girlfriend and I just looked at her and I was like, are you crying? And I started laughing. And then <laughs> those those ladies behind me, they didn't like me, dude. They, and I don't know, that probably is dark because, it, you know, it was a sad part and it's supposed to be, you know, all emotional and dude dies. Like, yeah, it's like pretty cheesy yeah. though. I was like, "This is dumb." Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying in baseball. There's no crying in Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta survive. <laughs> Hold on to that door. Scoot over. Fuck. Yeah. Scoot over, Rose. No, I think you it ain't is, that though. thick. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I can definitely see. Like, I don't know. I like I said, I don't, I wouldn't go so far as to call it dark, but it was kind of inappropriate. Which Last I guess, thing. which I guess is, it is kind of dark, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like as far as like growing, right? Like that's kind of it is a lot of it is trauma, right? Like we kind of, I mean, being on a healing journey, we think about that stuff and be like, damn, I was hurting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. some of the things that we laughed at, some of the things that we thought were funny. Like I remember, like it's not even funny. But we were, you know, we were up to no good one time and we we're walking down and one of our friends was like, she fell. Man, and, and like she just slipped down those stairs and like, boom, hit her head right here. Ouch. And it wasn't a funny situation, but I remember cracking up. Yeah. And man, one of my homies, like, he got so pissed at me. You got no heart. Like. Yeah, bro, yeah. and I'm like, what the heck, man? Like, I'm watching it, and my response was to laugh. Now, when I look back, yeah, I see myself as just a hurt individual. Mm. Like, that would not be something that I laugh at today. Oh yeah, yeah, true. You know, but like back then, it was like it was something horrific. Like, was funny, but mm-hmm. I think about it, it's like because I was hurting. <laughs> Maybe even like some of the statements that I made, or or some of the things that. You know, like even the whole funeral situation, it's like we go through it and the reality of the situation is we're never going to see that person again here on earth. Mm-hmm. But the coping mechanism is to crack a joke or we're like one of the ones that are making, you know, we're laughing at a time when it's not supposed to be funny. Yeah, for sure. But that's how like we're dealing with that traumatic event, you know? Yeah. I know like <clears throat> exactly on that same note, like one of my relatives cousins passed away and I used to drink with him and stuff. And then we were at the burial like the burial already happened and then there's a group of us standing around and like majority of the people were sad and the rest of us or there's a group of us standing off to the side and we're talking about the funny stuff he did we were laughing while everybody yeah. else was crying and that was like probably inappropriate time to be doing that yeah yeah and it's like not 
I, I feel like a lot of them aren't like, that's why it like brings me back to like the intent versus impact, right? Like the intent <clears throat> is to ease the blow. Yeah. But the impact that it could have on people that are around us or people that hear us, right? Are, yeah. Is like, it doesn't, it mm-hmm. just rubs them the wrong way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, even like things that we think are <clears throat> like the trauma. Like I remember a while ago, like 10, 15 years ago, whatever. One of my buddies <clears throat> broke up with his lady, and I was like trying to consult him, and then he was just like, "Yeah, man, I'm just, I'm just over here, all, all sad panties." And then we busted out laughing, like both of us. Yeah, you know, like he just cracked that joke, and we laughed about it. But he was pretty heartbroken, you yeah. know. But in that moment, he cracked a joke, and we just started laughing about it, and like we never talked about it again that that day or that night or whatever it was. Yeah. That <clears throat> reminds me of, because um, I have seen, like, the whole group get a kick out of our, well, I don't know. So one of my uncles passed away, and we were at that, you know, when they remember when they lowered them down? Yeah. And that thing, it's, like, slipped. Yeah. It looked like it was about to fall. It was like, mm. Just kind of made that little, like, a little jerky move. And everybody's kind of, ah, ah, like that. Yeah. But then my auntie said, oh, that, that was one of his last pranks. <laughs> <laughs> so, you yeah. know, like, just that little thing, like. You know, because, I mean, you know, everybody's quiet and they're just watching this thing go down and then all of a sudden it kind of shifts like that. Yeah. It makes that little, that weird noise or whatever and everybody, you know, kind of kisses and busted. But then she, yeah, that was one of his last pranks. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like just like something like that, just kind of, oh, thank you. Like, man. Mm -hmm. So really it's, I mean, for me, for me, humor's always been, about timing, I think. Timing yeah. and and also, um, you know w- what it is you're trying to do. Like you, you'll say a tent, right? You want to break that, break that tension, or you want to even relieve your own stress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think that's where a lot of mine fell flat because I was trying to ease my own, my own tension, my own stress, and it did for myself. But then it almost kind of made it worse because it, other people were not in that type of mood, right? Mm-hmm. Like they don't want to hear that right then and there. So the timing and then also, you know, like I'm just trying to relieve my own stress. Mm. But, yeah, there, <clears throat> it seems like um, a lot of that, a lot of my thoughts keep going to those kind of times, though. Like yeah. times of loss and stuff. Yeah, definitely. Like those kind of struggles. I'm reminded of another time. <clears throat> it was one of my other buddies. This was like when we were in high school and he broke up with his girlfriend and we was like, <clears throat> we are just driving around. He was playing like sad music and stuff. <laughs> and then, um, and then he like took the CD out and put it in like a more kind of upbeat yeah. CD. I was playing different songs and then he's like, he said, oh, F it. It's all right. She's ugly anyways. <laughs> <laughs> then we laughed and laughed and laughed and then that was it. Like, <laughs> that's funny. I remember one time, too, I was talking to this girl, asked me, she go, how many kids you got? And I just didn't really think about it. I was like, oh, three that I know of. Yeah. <clears throat> Man, she did not like that at all. Oh. She did oh, not. Oh, wow. Like, you're a dog. You ain't funny. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, just damn. See, your problem with that joke is you made the number too believable. <laughs> I always say, like, I always say 10 that I know about. 
Really? <laughs> yeah, like messing yeah, yeah, around. Yeah. It's three that I know of. And See, that's yeah. believable, and I start judging you. If you say 10, they'll be like, you ain't got 10 kids. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I do. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. Sue, man, you with me every day? Yeah. But yeah, she she I'm didn't busy. like that at all, man. She she got like she you could just see her whole expression just change, boom, like that. Yeah, oh, you're an asshole. You're a dog. You say things like that, and I was like, whoa. Okay. Was this recently? No, this was quite a few years back. Oh, yeah. and, um, it was a while back. But I was like, damn. Okay, well, she didn't <laughs> like that one. <laughs> Sheesh. Whereas she just jumped I've, to multiple conclusions. <laughs> Whereas I've repeated that several times since, and I've never had that same reaction. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. Like some people will start laughing, and other people will be like, "Oh my god, this guy really." Yeah. You know, they they'll find it funny, but you know, they'll just kind of. But that 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 particular instance, she didn't like that, and I guess, <clears throat> I guess I guess that goes with the with the person too that you are addressing. So that kind of goes back to what what he said earlier, you know, know the room. Yeah, read the temperature. Yeah, and see what's, you know. Yeah, no, it, like, it reminds me of, like, one of my favorite uh, sister cousins that passed away about five, six years ago. But, like, we would always crack jokes, like, of our people that passed. <laughs> and, you know, like, like, the nicknames and stuff. And we would. Yeah. We would answer the phone and get, would tame that person's name and be like, man, you jacked up. Oh, man. <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah. but that was the way that we coped. And this lady, like, was probably my closest uh, relative, you know, as far as, like, that's how we coped because she could handle the humor. Yeah. You know, and, and we had this, like, special bond and... and but up into adulthood, like, there'd be times where we would talk about serious stuff, but then, like, when things got really serious, we would crack, like, a really dark joke that wasn't even, I don't think was really humorous, but, like, we understood each other, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'd be like, damn, you're jacked up, huh? And it would always be like, who can outdo the other one, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, unspoken, you know? <laughs> like, unspoken, unspoken competition. <laughs> yeah, bro, like, but it's like, yeah, I don't know, man, like, that that like what you just now said too. I, I we we all everybody. I think a lot of natives will do that because you know you keep adding on, keep going on. Yeah, and, and man, it just takes things to a whole another level. <laughs> like trying to you know, oh, yeah, yeah. That was funny, but here's what I got, and then you jump back in, and then it's like boom, 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 boom. But I, but to me, that's one of one some of the funniest stuff comes out, right? True. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you can have one-liners, but when we're sitting there all joking about the same thing over and over and adding on and adding on, and then it's like, oh. Mm -hmm. But you think about a job of a comic. Yeah. The job of a comic is to make light of a serious thing, though, right? True. Yeah. Like to take some kind of truth about our society mm -hmm. and deliver it in a way that's, what would the word be, palatable for people? Yeah. Yeah in a way for people to receive it, but then also leaving whatever venue or leaving whatever show, walking away and be like, man, that was some real stuff, though. Oh, so. I think, like, one of the greatest ones to do it like that is um, Chris Rock. Yeah. I think he's one of the greatest comics to, like, throw societal truth in your face and make it funny, but he's, he's, talk he's talking real shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's how, like, 
and, and he kind of went viral lately too. But like Cat Williams, <clears throat> like really does that too. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like and Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. Dave um, Chappelle, yeah. Gary Owen. Mm-hmm. You guys, you guys like him? He's pretty funny. The white guy. If I seen him, he's he's probably the famous, uh, the most famous at least in in the urban culture. Uh, Gary but, Owen, huh? Yeah, he's white. Oh, they call him G. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you're cracking the joke or not. No, no, no. <laughs> no but Gary Owen, he's okay. like he's he's he was married to a black lady, and he has okay. like yeah, his yeah. kids. Like, but uh, he's kind of like of the culture. But he like I think like the greatest thing about him is like he knows he's not black. Yeah, and doesn't try to be. Yeah, but people that like that culture really receives him well. Oh yeah, yeah. I've seen some uh, reels about him. How he's talking about, he's like, he's like, black people don't care about rules. Yeah, yeah. That one, yeah. going to the Bengals game. Yeah. The security guards, like, the black security guards recognized him, got him on the field. Yeah, and yeah, that. yeah, yeah. That guy, he's like, Cincinnati Bengals, like, number one fan, bro. Yeah, he's pretty funny. It was funny because him and uh, there was this other, not not to hijack the conversation, no, no, no. but there was this game between Jacksonville and Cincinnati, and Little Duvall is from Jacksonville, and he's from Cincinnati. While Little Duvall has his own little plane, he flies in a small little Cessna plane, right, everywhere. Yeah. But he's like, okay, they made a bet. <laughs> he went and picked him up, and they flew to Jacksonville yeah. to a game between their teams. <laughs> while Cincinnati, Cincinnati ended up whipping Jacksonville, bro. Yeah. And... uh <laughs> they were filming like Gary Owen had his phone out, bro, and he's like, "Man, like," and then little Duvall like, "Uh, re- what you about to do now?" He said, "I'm gonna f with you. I'm gonna f with you." He's mm-hmm. like, "What?" He, he like walked up into his plane, like, "I'm gonna f with you." He's like, "No, man, I let you in my plane, bro. You got to beat me." Like he was so pissed off that he left him in Jacksonville and flew back to wherever he was going, bro. <laughs> He had it on camera, bro. Like he just like it was on his uh, yeah. it was on his Instagram, man. You can check it out. It's funny though. <laughs> That's jacked up. <laughs> it is jacked up. Yeah, I think that our humor is good. Like yeah, some of the funniest stuff like I've ever you know participated in, laughed at, like to like where you can't even breathe. Um, <clears throat> but I think at times too is like detrimental. Yeah, because there's like we can't be serious. Like we're trying to talk like amongst like just even your friends. I remember at times like trying to talk about serious stuff, and then someone tries to crack a joke, and you're like man, we're, like this isn't the time. Yeah, you know, this is like a serious subject. We need to be like taking this seriously, and then they're like, "Cool, this guy is acting too serious." Yeah, you know, and like then they put you down for it. Yeah. Um. So I I, I remember that happening too. Yeah. So it's kind of, yeah, like detrimental, like, um, oh man, I had a thought that was just, <clears throat> uh, yeah, well, yeah, detrimental because it kind of like, it'll, it'll backfire on us. Cause, but I think that with a lot of people too, cause they don't like going into that uncomfortable zone. They don't oh, like yeah. being there. Mm-hmm. And so like, if I don't like it, then I'm going to shame you for, for trying to take us there. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I that 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 whole shame and guilt thing backfires in a lot of ways too, like um, you know, being called names because you won't go out and drink or or go out and fight or or 
you know, whatever the case may be. And it's just like, oh, man, this guy's trying to, you know, they'll see being somehow whatever, whatever words they want to use. But humor is one of them. Like, oh, this guy's trying to be too serious. Because they they're they're not they're not comfortable in that. And like I I know for my for myself, there were a lot of times and like I was not comfortable getting too deep with a lot of things. So then I'll just crack a joke and then I'll you know, basically wiggle my way out of it. A way to get out. Yeah, escape yeah. route. True that. True that. So I remember like firefighting. That was like a lot of like they encouraged us to be like keep things lighthearted like they encourage us to be joking around all the time the crew bosses the squad bosses they be joking around trying to keep that going because it's hard work and you're away from your family and you're like i don't know thousand miles away from stressed out out in woods you know and a lot of danger so they encourage us to like joke around and stuff but it got to the i mean there was too much, like, for me, there was too much, like, sexual jokes. Like, inappropriate, you know, because there was women on the crew. And some of the guys were being too, like, everything. That's what she said. And, like, those kind of things, you know. And, like, like just, you can't even say anything. Yeah, you right? can't say jack shit. And then it's like, yo, man, have a little bit of, I mean, like, I would just think in my head, man. It's like, yo, man, have a little bit of respect, man. There's women on this crew, you know. And, like, so finally one day I remember I just voiced it. And I said, man, you guys ain't funny. I was pissed. You know, we were out there for over a week. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. around the same people. I was like sick and tired of these people. And I was just like, man, you guys ain't funny. I said, you know, if you have to joke about sexual stuff to be funny, then you're not funny. I said, let's try to joke about stuff that's not sexual. And man, it was quiet. Ha. It was quiet Put for. Spot. Yeah, it was quiet for a while. Um, but then. Uh, then it's then then the joking started going again, but I was sick of it. I had to say something. Then I, I get it. Like anywhere you you get around, I think a lot of I mean maybe it's males, yeah. And it gets like that, and it's it gets tiresome. Like man, like that's like you said, let's joke about something else. I don't mind joking around, but you know you got to switch up your flow every once in a while. Yeah. Otherwise, you just that's to me that's low hanging fruit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Like, that's too easy. Yeah, yeah. I think, like, having right consideration, um, kind of like what you said earlier about reading the temperature of the room. Yeah. Um, but I know, like, there's a lot of, like, if a, if a woman's in the room, then I don't really joke like that. Oh, yeah. But also remember, like, even, even on here on the pod, like, there's a lot of times where we joke about dumb stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, that's like pretty edgy. <laughs> like, yeah, like I had, um, I had a uh, one of the friends of the show like message me that one day, and he's like, "When your friend uh, send this to your friend, it's kind of that's kind of uh, whatever, you know." <laughs> I don't want to say it on there, but I'll oh. show you guys. But it was like a, <laughs> and then I'm like, I respond. I said, "Man, this one cracked me up, bro." <laughs> Was it that audio clip I sent to you guys? No, 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 no. No, it was, uh, yeah. It's not PC to say it. But then also, like, bro, like, I've been in a situation, too, like, where it was almost like a racial joke, right? I was walking. This just happened about a week or two ago. Mm -hmm. And 
was walking somewhere and this person, I, I greeted somebody else and it was kind of like a louder greeting. Like, Hey, what's up, man? It's good to see you. Yeah. You know, yada, yada, yada. And then another person who heard us and the way that I took that response because they made like a, a joke. I guess like to me, they used a different accent, an okay. accent that wasn't their own. Oh, okay. And I was like, man, that kind of like tore me up. Mm. Um, and I'm like, man, like I kind of thought about it. And then, and then the more I'm like, man, I hope I, you know, whatever, there's got to be a healthy excuse me, like a healthy way to have this conversation left. And I came back and I saw that person and, um, I was like, Hey man, can I ask you something? Like, yeah, what's up? I'm like, why did you think that was funny? Yeah. Why was that funny? He's like, Oh, what? Talking like a Canadian. I was like, no, this is the way I took it. Yeah. Now you saw me greet this person. We're both native mm-hmm. and you used a, Indian accent. Oh, okay. And it was a white I'm, person? Yeah, and I'm like, why Why was that funny? Yeah. And they, they had no response. Mm. And I was like, I don't mean no ill will, but I'm just asking you, bro, like, why was that funny to you? Yeah. I said, because the way I perceived that joke. Yeah. I said, you might have meant it as a joke. I said, but my perception, I'm native. Mm-hmm. And you cracked a horrible joke. Why was it funny? Like a racist joke. Yeah. yeah. And then he started backtracking. I'm not racist. I'm not racist. I have a bunch of friends that are Native American. <laughs> yeah. You know, but but back to the thing was like, yeah. why was it funny to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Like, without being said, it's like. Yeah, it's like putting us down because they think they're better than us. Yeah. So they want, like, they mimic us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I think I already told you guys this, but I'll I'll remind you of the story anyway and get your thoughts on it. But that you know, my I had a general manager, and um, the equipment in the building kept breaking down. And then he was like, "I don't know what's going on with this place. Must have built it on an old Indian burial ground or something." Oh yeah. And I was like, "What the fuck is that supposed to mean?" And I just I said that. Yeah. I said that right out loud. Like, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? Mm-hmm. And he goes, "Well, you know, everything's breaking down," and he just kind of glossed over it. Yeah. And I don't think he caught my vibe as to how I took that. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I just let it go, and I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't like this dude. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, don't, I don't think he was trying to be funny. Maybe he was. Uh, maybe he was just trying to be witty. Yeah. Or what, what he was trying to do. But when I, when I heard it, because. Maybe he made the joke because you were with the near shot, and it was a way for him to get his dislike off for Native Americans. Uh, that could be, too. I mean, I was standing, like, from me to you. Yeah, and but as soon as I heard it, I was like, "What the fuck is that supposed to mean?" Yeah, because like, like, I feel like in a in a border town like Billings, that it, it's so easy to pop jokes off like that. Oh yeah, even like so <clears throat> with Dad Camp, I'm the chief intensity officer there, so I got to bring the intensity all weekend, get everybody hyped up, keep the energy going. And I remember <clears throat> um, this past fall at the very first one, um, I think you were there. At Beartooth? You guys went to Beartooth, right? Yeah, is that the one by... Um... Right outside of Zorky? Yeah. Okay. So, right after they introduced me, and then this guy came up, and so I'm the chief intensity officer. Everybody calls it the CIO. Yeah. Like, that's what it's known as. And then this guy, like, 
he kind of seemed like, I don't know, I, the first time I ever met him, I don't even remember his name, but he came right up to me and he seemed like a country bumpkin and he was like, what's up, chief? Yeah. And I turned around and I just like stared at him and I didn't put up my hand because he had his hand out and I just, just turned around and looked at him and I said, what? He's like, you're the chief intensity officer, right? And I said, yeah, CIO. And I just shook his hand, like, real firmly. And then after that, like, the rest of the weekend, like, he just stayed away from me. That's crazy. But that right there, I mean, I think he was trying to be funny. Maybe he's familiar with, like, Native culture or has Native friends. Yeah. But in that moment, I didn't, that wasn't funny to me. Yeah. Because he's like, what's up, chief? Remember I, I, I told you I read a like a some kind of um article, psychology article yeah. about racism and that, that whole argument about why well, I can't be racist because I have native friends. Yeah. yeah that yeah. doesn't fly. Because yeah. in psychological terms, every time our morality is tested, we automatically overestimate past moral actions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So that means well, I can't be if I'm trying to be racist towards you and you, you call me out for it, then I said, well, I'm not racist because Josiah is my friend. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I, then I automatically overestimate that yeah. because I'm because my morality has been tested. So that argument doesn't fly. Now I do know that like I, I have non-native friends that we joke back and forth about racist stuff, but at the same time, like I know them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't, I wouldn't joke around with that. Like, if I just walked up to Josiah and just met him and, hey, what's up, Chief? No. Whether I was joking or not, whether I was trying to be hurtful or not. But for me, like, a lot of my humor um, kind of depends on who I'm dealing with, too, like the actual person. Yeah. Because yeah. there are things, you know, I'll joke around with you two that I will not joke around with anybody else just because of that trust factor. Oh, for sure. Plus, you guys already know me. Like, I'm just kind of a. You know, we already know you. you already know who I am, <laughs> and so I have that. There's that trust, that trust part of it too. Yeah. And then you know, to go back on what we were talking about, like a lot of it can get dark. Yeah. Like you know, just say the like real dark shit. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys know me enough to know, or I know you, and you know me enough to know that you know, what it what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And so I think that that whole for me that whole trust issue and that whole knowing somebody. Mm-hmm. Like on like what level of friendship we're at, or you know that type of intimacy, because yeah, you know yeah. intimacy isn't just sexual. So get that thought out of your head. I see the wheel spinning, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Why you gotta look at me, dog? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing, bro. See, see that's what like I'm that, like that, like that right there. Yeah, like I I couldn't have said that. You guys had multiple conclusions. Had multiple conclusions. He was staring at you. He was looking right in my eyes when he said that. <laughs> but that kind of thing right there is like I um I know Randy. Randy knows me, and I can kind of get that little that little zinger in there, right? Oh yeah. Without nothing, like no. Oh man, what did you like? You you don't have to be offended about it. Oh yeah, for sure. But like you try that with people you don't know. Yeah, you try to go from zero to a hundred the first shot. Oh man, like dude, that that's that's not cool. You turn people off from you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I definitely feel that. Um, since we're kind of on this, I came across this real on Native Americans dot Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, it's uh, there. It's a, that's their handle on Instagram. 
But anyway, I just wanted to play this because it's right in line with what we're talking about right here. And it says, like, what if we talk to white people the way they talk to us? I'll play it real quick. If we spoke to white people the way white people spoke to us, how much white are you? You know, I'm part white, too, you know? (laughs) You know, I learned all your people's ways in Boy Scouts. You know, my great-great-grandmother was a full-blooded white princess. Funny, you don't look white. I'm not racist. My best friend is white. So, do you live in a covered wagon? You know, like, you know, with the horses in front and stuff? What's the meaning behind a square dance? Or twerking? Can I touch your facial hair? Bro, bro, give me a picture with the white person. That's where it ends. It's Native American dot Instagram on Instagram. Native American dot what? Dot Instagram. So yeah, that. Okay, so yeah, I'll I'll get this one out. Like I think it was today or yesterday. It was this was pretty recently, but I had like on my wrist. There's like this little these long hairs that kind of grow out, and you can see it. Yeah, (laughs) and it's the only part that's like that. And uh, non-native, she noticed it, and she and I, I just kind of, oh, that's the hillbilly in me. Yeah. And I started laughing. I said, then I was Yuck. like, oh, my, 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 my great granddaddy was a moonshining kingpin. <laughs> right? My my version of my my grandma was a Cherokee princess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, my great granddaddy was a uh, moonshining kingpin, <laughs> and she thought it was funny because you know, like I said, like I know her. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You know, and we're in, but like I think if I would have said that to anybody else, oh, they would have took offense. Yeah, they would have like, what's that? What's that supposed to mean? Yeah. But, like... No, I think that even, like, lateral with other natives, like, if you do their accent and you're not from that tribe, they get pissed. Yeah. Um, Do they really? Yeah. Like, I, I've experienced it firsthand. Like, you know, there's... Um, what was it? Uh, I used to play in this basketball league, and there's this guy who was from Browning. And then I said... <clears throat> I said, oh, I said, oh, I ho, could being pissy. I said that to him, you know, just joking. And he had, you know, I know this guy for a while, um, not like knowing him, knowing him, but he was playing with us. And this was like when the season was almost over or whatever. And I said that. And he like, man, he just stopped in his tracks and he turned around. He said, what'd you say? And around, I, like me, I busted out laughing because I thought he was messing around. But he was like seriously pissed Damn. that I used his accent and his words. Yeah, no, that's crazy. And like, I thought he was going to fight me. But I like I just laughed like I, it made me laugh even more because yeah. it was pit, he was pissed and that and like, gets me even more livid. And then the other guys on the team were laughing too, and like he finally let it go. But I thought we were gonna fight there for a minute. Yeah, yeah. He probably did in his head. Huh? Yeah. He probably played it all out. Yeah, he probably killed me. Damn crews. <laughs> so if we ever go to a reservation We can't use their accent <laughs> Dog I always do that all the time I always do the Cheyenne ones <laughs> I uh, made a chicken salad yesterday Yeah Because that, that's what I've been eating for lunch But anyway like I cut it up and I'm like Cut what and that yeah. I, like, I like that uh, And I posted it on snap <laughs> <laughs> None of my Cheyenne friends like this. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I've I've heard people try to do 
a crow accent too, and it just made me laugh. Like that was uh, that was pretty good, you know. Yeah, like, to me, like yeah, I laugh. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was funny. Like when they yeah, when they try to do the crow accent, yeah, man, you guys talk slow. You go agoo, and you go like that. <laughs> yeah. It makes me laugh. Yeah, I think it's because it's hey man, it's funny because it's true, right? Yeah, but I mean, I can totally get how somebody would be like, you know, kind of touchy about that because. I mean, there's so much, I guess it would be tribalism, right? Like, and that, I, I, I'm i not a big fan of that mm-hmm. anymore. Like, I mean, I get it. Like, 300 years ago, we were fighting for survival, but now we're all fighting for the same thing, right? Yeah. We, got, we all got the same enemy. Mm-hmm. But, um, like, I can see how that still kind of carries over because, like, when you think about it, it it's almost the same even though we're all native, you have to think about it in terms of us versus them. And that's how people are going to take that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. So, you know, if you started, say, doing a black accent or like a southern drawl or whatever, like a uh, a white person's accent, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of the same thing because then you're putting us and them. Yeah. And that, and so if somebody sees it that way, rather than, hey, let's let's trade barbs, let's trade jokes, you know. Mm-hmm. Rather, you know, not so much as a, a a a friendly back and forth, but more of a um me against you kind of thing. Yeah. So uh, you know, and I think we, I mean, you know, I, I maybe I'm pushing it a little too far, but I think that's one of those things that we have to let go of. Um, as far as natives, native on native. Yeah. Um, I guess hate or. No, I think we would have we would have more success right in the battles that we're fighting. If we would that doesn't mean that we have to agree with everything, but it also like realizing like the bigger picture. Yeah. Is that what you were saying? Yeah, yeah, like um like cuz it cuz if it's going to be anybody against anybody, it should be all natives versus the things that we have to put up with as a people because True. it's the same, it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. You're basically saying it does we shouldn't have to go to prison in order to unite. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like how, I mean, from what we hear, like yeah. prison is very segregated, right? Because it's like you got to hang out with the people that are going to protect you, yep. right? Yeah. Um, and it, I mean, not, not, maybe not to that degree out here because we have to be professional and we're, we're building bridges between different communities, but like being like, hey, that's a native. I got to have, like, not, not have his back, like, you know what I mean? But like, more like, hey, man, we're, we're on the same side, and yeah, offer that support. Yeah, that support, and and, and get over that whole idea of of um, this tribe is better than this tribe, or this tribe is you know against this tribe. Whatever the case may be, however you want to think about that, because again, like I keep going back to this, it's we're all we're we're all battling the same things. You know, we got alcohol, drugs, suicide, depression. Um, violence, abuse, I mean, all this, all these traumas that we all face. Yeah. And and you can hear a story from Arizona to Washington to, you know, North Dakota, South Dakota, Montana, wherever there's a native, like those stories will be similar. Yeah. No, I think with the, um, <clears throat> with the unity thing, I see like the higher you go up in the pay scale. So like from us on up with natives, there's a lot of unity, a lot of solidarity with mm-hmm. one another. It don't even matter what tribe you are. 
except for some of those old heads that hang on to <clears throat> that, you know, that tribalism. Um, and then the lower you go on the income scale, approaching the poverty line, they really hang on to that tribalism, like us against them type of yeah. mentality. I think, no, it makes a good point. I mean, that's my observation anyway. Yeah. I mean, because I think it, it kind of goes to that point of like, okay, like people are working together, you're networking up there, but then down here you're still fighting for scraps. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also, you know, I get offended when I throw jokes out, when people laugh at, at certain jokes on Facebook. Oh, yeah. And then when I say something like to their team or something that's close to them and then they don't laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In my head, I'm like, dog, that was funny last week, but this week you're going to be a hater. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know like social media is whatever, but like that's kind of, <laughs> you know, on the same uh, equivalent, I guess. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean. Because I it's like people are afraid to to offend other people, I feel like. Um, so that's kind of like where my mind goes. But, uh, but yeah, I think like, I feel like the Native Americans would make a bigger impact if we teamed up together and fought the same cause like the city of Billings, right? So one of the news things that I saw recently, like there was a meeting on Tuesday at the library. Yeah. What are you guys' thoughts on that? You had all these, you know, I use them air quotes, community leaders like meeting what? about the crime and stuff in town. Yeah, what came of that? <laughs> I don't know. Oh. I mean, they, they had these people that we all know um, have a discussion here at the library yeah and it was broadcast on the you know the news news channels picked it up um but basically i guess like when i see things of that nature i'm like man all these guys do is have a public discussion yep call in the news you know call in the news outlets have them take a picture or, or some short video talk about all the good stuff that they're doing in the community yep and you never see them yeah out in the community nope when you got people out there making an impact on a daily basis. For sure. You know? Yeah, and like the ones that are on the news and everything, they got a nice house tucked away way out on the West End and like a gated community probably. Yeah. Yeah. And they also had like a local, um, one of the leaders from our community come in. I'm like, dog, I will never see that person nowhere. No. Like, not out here, not on the ground level. No, no, he ain't boots on the ground. You know, and that's kind of like another aspect, not to be like the, not to go against what you were saying, but it's like, no, no, no. Yeah. that's what I see is like the white white collar, you know, community. Mm-hmm. A lot of times does things for show. Yeah. Then they get that, you know, whatever, and then there's nothing ever done on the ground level. Yeah. They just give the people that watch the news, watch TV, a good feeling like, oh, we're doing something. Yeah. Good. We elected him. He's doing something. I did my part. Yeah. And then when it comes time to reapply, they have another public discussion. Yeah. About all the good work that they did. Yeah. Well, when you think about it, and this kind of goes to both of your points, um, when you're struggling, you're out there and you're you're hurting and you're going through some shit. Mm-hmm. Like the people you're going to relate to most are the people who are alongside you. Mm-hmm. For sure. Or at least the people who have been through that and can relate. But then you turn around and you see somebody else talking about it and you think, well, I've never seen this person out there on the street. I've never seen this person struggle. I don't, you know, they got all these nice things and then they come and they talk this high and mighty stuff. But where, 
where have I ever seen you put in the work? Yeah. And so I think that all that kind of, kind of, to me, it kind of ties together, right? Like we're talking about um, natives who are struggling on the res Mm -hmm. and, and they see natives that are being successful. I think that kind of automatically takes you into that place too. Yeah. Like, okay, you're not here struggling with us. So then you must be an other Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. you could be, but we automatically. I mean, we like as human beings, we can, we automatically look for things to, to um, separate ourselves from others. Like, uh, I think one, 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 one. Uh, Sorry. I guess what what is it like when they do those psychological, um, not experiments, but there's like a test or whatever. There's a word for it. It's right on the tip of my tongue. But a study, I guess, whatever, however you want to put it. But anyway, so they handed out red and blue balls, and these yeah. people were. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? So they handed out these balls, and some of them were red, and some of them had blue balls. Uh huh. Uh huh. See what uh-huh. you did. See what you did there. See what you made me do. But um, so and these people were all like all different. Like, they were they were really diverse, and they were handed out at random. But immediately mm-hmm. they noticed that those people automatically went into those two groups. Oh yeah, just because they were holding they were holding different balls. <laughs> yeah, I could do this all day. <laughs> but uh, but I mean, so so that's basically what I'm saying. Though is like we, we, we we're gonna put ourselves and us versus them, and that goes and, back to like the survival thing. I think yeah, that's where you're yeah. going with this because like even like in my work. Uh, bring out like those unconscious biases so like you walk into a room where you know you have to network and socialize what are you gonna do like you're gonna look for somebody that's dressed like you so like me you know i'm bald so i got a bald head so like i walk in and i don't see anybody that has the same skill and tone as me then the next thing is gonna be like okay something else like bald head okay that guy's bald i'm gonna talk to him talk about this new razor i got yeah you know yeah so like you you can relate yeah you can definitely relate and i think that like i i guess what i'm really trying to say is like to identify that and then okay so how do we get over that so that we can get past that barrier to where you know like the people who are down there talking in front of the cameras can go to the people out there who are struggling and we'd have to train ourselves yeah, I mean, right, we'd have, well, and hey, we, uh, I've said this a million times before, too, it's like, we have to start with ourselves. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, okay, what, what is it about me that puts up these walls, these barriers, these biases, whatever the case may be, how come my balls aren't, don't look like your balls? <laughs> yeah. And how can our balls look the same? <laughs> how can I, how can we get the same balls? <laughs> How can red and blue balls come together <laughs> in solidarity? solidarity? We need to solidify our balls. See why we got to make joke out of everything. <laughs> I, I didn't start this back party, to the original, man, but I'm Back gonna... to the original topic. No, but you make absolute sense. Like, right? Like you, we, I, I think a lot of it, and this is just me, bro, like comes to our comfortableness. Yeah. Human beings by nature do not like change. You know, like for me, like speaking to myself, I like to have a routine every morning. Yeah. I like to, you know, do the same thing. I like different things, but I also like to keep a same schedule. Like for me, like, like lately I have to train myself to stay up past 830. 
Yeah. You know, because for the past few years, I've been going to sleep before nine. Mm. But now it's like retraining myself to stay up past nine. Okay. Nine oh one. Yeah, bro. <laughs> like, like right now, like even if I had caffeine, my eyes would get, be tired. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like my body naturally is tired. Your yeah, biological clock. Yeah. No, no, for real. Yeah. But it, it's because, like, by nature, I want to keep that same schedule. Mm-hmm. But that's what society, like, we would have to do, right? Like to retrain ourselves. And I feel like <clears throat> one of the things that I'm most grateful for, like you guys know, like. By nature, I'm an introvert, a heavy introvert. I'm good, like, by myself. Mm -hmm. But in my early adulthood, I went out to California and I knocked doors. Yeah. And at the time, I didn't see its purpose. Yeah. Like, just talking to all different kinds of people in in a different society than I was um, accustomed to. But today, I'm seeing the fruit. Of going out and knocking those doors. Essentially getting out of your comfort zone. Because it allowed me to get out of my comfort zone. Because now everything that we do, right? Like we, we're on a podcast. We like even work. Like, man, like for the past couple of years, I worked with, you know, um, what are they called? Transients. Yeah. The street folks. The most vulnerable population is really the P, uh, PC yeah. way to say it, right? The most vulnerable population. Unhoused. And, yeah. And then now it's like working with, you know, upper middle class. And really at the end of the day, like working with both populations, the greatest thing that I've learned, and I say it time and time again, is that we're all on the same level. Mm-hmm. Like nobody is better than anybody. Yeah. Regardless of financial status or lack of financial status if we treated people as human beings the world would be a much better place true that you know and 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 that's kind of what i've gathered but but it's also taught me to treat the person that don't have anything to offer me with the utmost respect Mm -hmm. and in the same fashion to treat the person that maybe have more resources than even me Mm. With the same amount of respect that you give that person out there that can't give you anything. True. You know, at the end of the day, bro, they both need love. They both need encouragement. They mm. both need mm. uh, uh, They both need the love that we carry. Yeah. But it starts by loving yourself. Like, bro, like, this is like, and I'll be, I'll, I'll say it on the podcast, like, bro, in the past 20 years, like, this is probably the happiest that I've been in so long. It's good, I can tell. (laughs) (laughs) But it's been because I've been intentional in working on myself and unlearning those things that I've grown up with. Mm. You know, like Mm -hmm. those things that I was taught and maybe questioning them. Yeah. The things that I didn't know, not knowing what I don't know, but then also saying, man, you know what? I'm tired of having the same result. Yeah. I'm tired of being scared. I'm tired of not trying. I'm tired of being intimidated and being frustrated, right? Yep realizing like man maybe the world doesn't need my joke right now but what the world could use is a little bit of the compassion that i carry Mm. you know back to the original topic of this podcast is like using humor dark humor yeah because we didn't want to embrace that pain that we were going through Mm. we didn't want to go through we didn't want to feel what we were doing so we did anything 
to get that away from us. True that. And using humor as a way. Yeah. But really, like, bro, like, what I'm getting from this whole discussion is, like, being, if you will, like, man enough or being human enough mm. to look within and be like, man, what are my shortcomings? What does Randy need to work on today so that I don't take it out on my friend? What does Randy need to work on today so I don't take it out on my brother? Because when I do that Mm -hmm. and maybe say something that I either feel or think without filtering it, it ends up hurting somebody's feelings or maybe even my own. Mm -hmm. No matter if it was a joke or not, intent versus impact. Yeah. And I've learned that the hard way. Because I've destroyed relationships that meant everything to me mm. by either saying what I thought first or saying something in a joking manner, even knowing it's not a good joke mm. and ending up hurting somebody. Yeah. My journal entry, I was so proud of myself, guys. Two days ago, I let something out and I go at the, the way that I ended that journal, I was like. And I'm so thankful for my journal because I got all this stuff off of my mind and nobody's feelings were hurt. Mm. Right on. Uh-huh. Hallelujah. Oh, you are those, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> 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 and he ain't even trying to testify. <laughs> no, that was good. JC, closing thoughts? That was good, man. Good closing thoughts. I, I absolutely agree with everything he just said. Um, and, but, you know, on the flip side of that, like, again, it goes back to that quote that I was telling you guys about, like, you know, laughing in the face of adversity is a sign of strength. Now, with humor, I've always said, like, and he said it, too, intent. Like, yeah. what what is your intent? Is my intent to laugh with you or laugh at you or make you feel bad? mm one of those three things, then I got to check myself. Like if I'm just going out to say some shit just so you'll feel bad and I can laugh at you, then yeah, maybe I should probably shut up. Mm. But if we're both feeling bad and you know, and it, tension's kind of high and I crack a little joke and like, hopefully you, you'll get it and, and you'll laugh too. Yeah. And that can ease that tension. Then, okay, maybe that might be a good time for it. But the ability to laugh when we're all, you know, man, like we're, we're up against it. You know, and and we're struggling, and you know, it doesn't seem like there's any light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. And to use that humor to okay, let's get us through this next step. If I gotta laugh my way through the next few steps, then okay, I'm gonna try to get my brothers to come along with me. And I know, like I, I said it before, like man, I come up short. I come up some of the, a lot of times I fall flat, and you know, you just get the crickets. Mm-hmm. But for me, that won't stop me from trying to uplift people with that humor because like I I've all, like I said I've always used it I've always had it and even if like if I do something really goofy and you're laughing at me you know I can't be embarrassed until I allow myself to be right I can't be you know um uh I can't feel like oh he's laughing at me no I did this on purpose so you would laugh you could be you could be laughing at me mm-hmm. but I'm not laughing at myself I'm laughing with you yeah. Right. So even if I'm at the expense of myself, because I do it, I do it at work all the time. I they had this, they have this, uh, those uh, uh, little tiny baby clothes that they use up at the hospital. 
Yeah. And sometimes they're they're stained or there there's something wrong with them and they they they'll just throw them away. They're not going to send them back. They're not going to let those little babies use them. Yeah. And so they had this little tiny hat, this little tiny beanie. Mhm. And they were, oh yeah, that one's no good, so you can just go ahead and throw it in the trash. So I knew they were going to throw it away, throw it away, so I slapped it on. Yeah. I like basically shoved it on my head. And yeah. I was walking around like that and everybody was like, "Ah, they're laughing and they're getting the kick out of it." Now mm. A lot of people won't even go that far. They won't even do all that because, like, they'll feel ashamed. They'll feel like, oh, these guys are laughing at me. But, no, my intent was to put that hat on so you would laugh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it'll break up the monotony of your day. You're going to, oh, man, that got me through this little hour. Maybe somebody was having a a bad hour or, you know, a bad day at work, and then they got Mm -hmm. a good laugh out of it. And that's cool. I mean, so so that kind of thing, like, you know, that whole work struggle sometimes. Like, if I can break that up for people – yeah. Then I'm going to keep trying to do that. But as far as the dark side of it, like, it, you know, we've already, we've already talked, we have already hit all the points, like the intent, you know, knowing the room, uh, timing, who you're dealing with, like, you know, that kind of, uh, that closeness with people. Yeah. So, but I mean, I've always loved humor and I always will. And, you know, that's, that's just who I am. Right on. Well, that was both pretty good both of your closing comments there. And like, all I got to say in addition to that piggyback off of that is just that, um, there's a time and place and that, you know, just echo what you guys said, both of you guys touched on, um, definitely a time and place for dark humor, those innuendos and all that. Like here, this is an outlet for me. So sometimes our, um, our joking can be effed up. Our joking can be very edgy. Our joking can be have a lot of innuendos in it. Um, <clears throat> well, that's cool. I mean, but I'm I'm not like that all day, every day. It's like Thursday nights for me. Yeah, you know, and that's it. The rest of the time, I'm serious. I'm like about my schedule. I'm about my work. I'm about my kids. You know, um, so there's a, definitely a time and place for everything. Um, so I got like, there's individuals like you guys where I'll go into those innuendos and edgy and sexual and dark humor, uh, you guys and some other, um, men that, you know, that where that joking is there, but I don't do that with everybody. Like I'm not, I'm not funny at work. (laughs) Like seriously, when I'm at work, I'm not funny. I'm I'm business. Yeah. You know, I don't even joke around with my boss and we share an office. Like it's business. Yeah. Like how I'm funny and joking around here, like you won't find me in that mode at work. You know, cuz that's business. That's like a serious thing for me. I really take that very seriously. So there's no joking around for me there. Yeah. Um cuz that is like diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging work. So that just to go just to highlight that there's a certain time and place for everything. Yeah. Um, like I'll get jokey and stuff on our thread, but for the most of the time, like I'm, I'm pretty serious. Like, you know, like I'm for the most, like outside of Thursday nights from five thirty till we're done here. Yeah. I'm funny. But other than that, I'm not. You only allow yourself hour and a half to be funny every week. Like 
continuously. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, dog. Like this is my outlet for that. Yeah, no, I feel it. Yeah, that's, like that's what I was gonna say too. Is, is it's good to have that release valve too. Yeah, yeah. Like that place, that time, and that place. Kind of like a coping Shh. skill. Yeah, yeah. It's like almost like self care. Boom. This is where I get to be funny. Cause like at work, I can't be funny like this with anybody. At home, I can't be funny like this with anybody. Yeah. You know, those are like the only other two places I am. No, that makes a lot of sense because yeah. in a professional environment, we can't always crack jokes like that. Yeah. You know, and, and it's hard to have to build that camaraderie, right? Mm-hmm. Like something that we naturally built all together, like just coming together and, and having a pod. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, it makes sense. Yeah. So to our listeners out there, you know, it's just like there's a time and place for everything, you know, and humor can help us, but it can be detrimental too. And it goes into something that, you know, my dad always used to say to me is like too much of anything is bad. Yeah. So that's the, my approach to anything in life. Yeah. Too much of anything is bad. No matter what it is. Uh ho. Uh ho. Uh ho. You guys got anything burning or should we close this out? Let's close it. All right. Burn something. <laughs> all right. To all our listeners living underneath the firmament. We love you. We appreciate you. And to our unspoken words, disciples, keep spreading unspoken words, gospel, Billy Graham style. Hey. Uh And keep on being funny, baby. Stay funny and be kind. Stay away from those. Stay away from those multiple conclusions. Unspoken words, I'm trying to get out my head Plug in the mic and leave nothing unsaid